Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellas. I'm Peyton Zignego here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Happy Tuesday, everybody. That's right, it is once again Monday 2.0, but hey, you know what? At least that means the time continues to march on no matter what gelatinous form it may find itself in. On the birthday countdown, it's one day away from tomorrow, which means that tomorrow is my birthday. That was a quite confusing way to say it, but you know what? I got to my point, and that's all that matters. But other than my birthday, you know, what has been going on in the world? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Tapioca has not been disturbed by any earthly ongoings in her napping schedule, and it continues to be very regular, so I'm happy for her. However, I cannot say the same for one of my other cats, Ashley. She has literally never had a relaxing day in her entire life, despite living probably one of the most cushy lives she possibly could. No, instead she just decides to haunt our kitchen and scream at us whenever we're preparing food because I guess she just thinks that we're supposed to feed her. Not entirely sure what goes through her little head, but it can't be good. In fact, I'm pretty sure she's cursing us at any given point in time, but you know what? I guess that's her problem because she just can't seem to appreciate the nice chicken she gets to eat when compared to everyone else's dry food. That's right, she exclusively eats wet food and she still manages to be angry. I I don't understand. Wet food is like the five-star Michelin restaurant equivalent to cats. So having someone be angry about constantly getting the good stuff is baffling to me. I mean, it's only because her body cannot process the kibble and whatnot, but hey, you know what? You're still living the best life, so why are you so angry all the time? Okay, I guess maybe a podcast isn't the best platform to call out my cat, but whatever. She'll hear it or feel the confusion and rage, and maybe she'll slide a letter under my door or something that explains her actions. Oh, well, back to Tapioca, who is arguably the most important cat between the two, and actually between the three cats that we have at my household. Tapioca holds the crown, as far as I'm concerned, which makes sense because she is my cat. So if I didn't favor her, then what would I be doing, right? Also, she's the co-host for this podcast, so really it's important for her to be included. And actually, let's have a look and see what she's doing right now. All right, she's licking her legs. Fantastic. Thank you, Tapioca. Glad you're helping out with the recording, as always. Very proud. At least she's not purring loudly into the microphone. That's a step, I guess. It's very difficult to record with her because, I mean, she's the co-host, so I have to respect her decisions and her creative outlook, but (sighs) does it always have to involve being loud and making licking sounds? I mean, yesterday she was trying to lick my pop filter on my new microphone, and I was like, ma'am, ma'am, we need that. Also, I can't imagine licking the pop filter is doing any good for the popping. It's really not intended to catch cat licking and and cat spit, but, you know, I I guess maybe I should leave an Amazon review saying that it did, in fact, protect my microphone from the onslaught of cat lickery that was going on. So, hey, there you go. That's a five-star review from me on Amazon. All right, now, besides them... What else is going on in the world, I hear you asking, because, hey, I am your number one news source, after all. I'm not just an entertainment podcast for you to listen to uh, just to sort of have a break. No, no. I provide valuable information, aside from talking about my cat's licking habits. So, here we go. Cue the stock news sound effect, please. Take it away, Peyton, in the studio. Thanks, Peyton. I'm here today with some exciting news about the night sky. I don't know about you, but personally, I've sort of been avoiding the outside just because I don't really like bugs and being outside. But hey, you know what? Here's a reason to go outside. 
May is actually peak meteor watching for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. This is due to the fact that Halley's Comet has passed overhead, and this means that little bits and chunks and things have all been stirred up and are now going to fall to the Earth and burn up in our atmosphere, causing meteor showers. And thanks to the American Meteor Society, I can report to you that the first two weeks of the month, so that is this week and the next week, are going to be the most active for meteor shower watching. Um, It'll fade as the month goes on, but for now... That means that there's a bunch of meteors you might be able to see. They will reach their most active peak in the mornings of May 5th, which is today, and May 6th, tomorrow. So you can catch some early in the mornings tomorrow, I suppose, and that'll be your highest chance of seeing some. Though, hey, you know what? You'll probably be able to catch some all the way up until next week. Hey, if you ever feel like staying out late and going ahead and getting up and watching the stars, might get a good chance to see some cool stuff. These meteors are called the Eta Aquarids, in case you were curious, and they are best seen before the start of dawn. So, I guess it's better to get up early than stay up late, or, you know, do it however you feel like, and if you want to see the stars, go out and see them. Another neat sky-related thing to look out for this week is on May 7th, it is the final supermoon of the year. This is going to be our pink supermoon and is being called the super flower moon. So that's super fun. I think that that means that this week is a very good week because we have not only some awesome little meteor showers going on in the mornings, but also these pink supermoon. So ah, that's super exciting, isn't that? Oh, makes me very happy. I just love to think that up there in the sky, there's a whole bunch of different things that are going on and they're all so gorgeous and beautiful and mysterious and we get to look up at them from the ground and I think that even during all of this madness that's going on here on earth there's still gorgeous things to look up at at the sky and just give us hope I guess I just think that that's uh, such a special thing so for sure I may be staying up a bit late or getting up a bit early and seeing if I can catch a couple meteors um also if you're gonna be going outside might get a bit chilly put on a jacket all right Anyway, that's all that news Peyton has to say. I I would report on the traffic, but I don't go outside again, so there's no traffic. Oh, right. At-home traffic. Well, once again, I cannot report for you guys, but for myself, personally, traffic has been actually pretty good. Leia has figured out that she has some good spots to lay in, and one of them is between the couch and the ottoman, which isn't exactly convenient, but she's not in the way of the kitchen, so my morning yogurts have not been interrupted, which is lovely, so I haven't had to plan for that extra 30 minutes, you know, as I was saying last time. However, Izzy and Tapioca, the twin menaces, have decided that maybe they should just lounge in front of the front door occasionally. So when I want to go out and get the package that is left out there, I can't because there's cats in the way. That's my traffic, actually. It's just the cats in the way. They're in the way of a lot of things. In fact, I was, I'd say, 30 minutes behind schedule recording this episode because, hey, Tapioca was on my lap and I couldn't get up and disturb her. That would be rude of me. So I had to wait for her to decide that it was time to get up. So as of now, the Zigneko household is plagued by cat-related inconveniences and traffic. And the dogs are actually being very good. Millie and Leia are up to good things and I'm very proud of them for staying out of the way this week. Anyway, that's all traffic today and that's all news today. So back to you, Peyton. Oh, uh, cue the news sound again. Yes, thank you, iMovie. All right, and we are back. Thank you so much for enjoying news, and I guess I didn't really give you much of a choice there to enjoy it or not, so thanks for listening. I hope you liked having a news segment. I sure enjoyed learning about it, so 
hey, great things are going on up there in the sky. Great things for you to watch. All right, so back to our usual Tuesday stuff. Um, This is typically when I would introduce the next guest who would be a student sharing some work. However, I am the only student on today, so it's just me in the Zoom studio. But hey, that's all right. I've got stuff to share too. I figured I might as well share some work and get you guys inspired. We're all about inspiration here. If there's two things COVID operation is about, one is inspiring and two is talking your ear off. And hey, I've already accomplished at least one of those things today. Not going to let you know which one. I'll leave that up to you. So I'm going to share some work. I feel a little bit weird sharing work on my own podcast since I usually invite other people to do it, but hey, we'll give it a shot anyway. Um, I write, actually, which is, I feel like, not surprising because I'm a radio and comedy student and both of those things are heavily linked to writing, but no, I write prose and poetry and a whole slew of other things, but I digress. This is a piece that I had published in the Boom Site magazine, actually, so hey, it's related. I will read it now. It's called, I Didn't Think You Would Cheat. Let's go. I know now what I did not before. There's a second being in your life that diverts your love for me to them. You often come home with their sickly sweet scent on your clothes and lips that I work so hard to keep clean and only for me. Long hours turned longer when your presence at my side dwindles. I didn't notice at first that you only came home to me as an afterthought and used me as a placeholder for when they were not there for you to caress. You whisper softly to me as I, as if I am unknowing of your folly and still able to love you as I did before. Of course, I comply, but simply because it is better to live in sweet ignorance than admit to myself that you are dividing your love among others. Of course, you do not know that I'm aware of all your missteps. You and them touch, often. I can tell by the softened patches of your hands that you so condescendingly rub along my arched back. You and them share moments in this life that are so fleeting and yet so touching to the both of you that even if I stretched every corner of my minute mind, I would never and could never understand the secrets of the universe you two have uncovered together. I can see in your eyes that gaze so longingly at the stars above that you are using me, even against all my proclaimed worth to you, and against even the moments that we shared that your other could never hope to gaze upon. The secrets we share are not worth that much to you, are they? My value is that of a gold-painted stone in a river that you simply stumbled upon, while there, to you, the entire river, they hold you and cradle you and every limb in such a way that I could never hope to achieve. As I sit here and allow you to give your lying love to me, I'm slowly realizing my placement in your world as a simple blip on the radar that you continuously use to scan for others that you will never share with me. Your secrets are not for me to break into, no matter how hard I try or how hard I whine at you. I'll never get anything more than a passing glance, and I see that now. Why is this the place I have been given in this world? Why must I be the one you come home to, but not the one with a home in your heart? Have I been so cruel to you in my life that this is what I deserve? Perhaps it is what I deserve. If it's truly what I deserve from this life, then I shall resign myself to simply placing my kiss upon your flirting lips and hoping that later when you steal away to the other, that they can smell me as well and know in their core that I am there and I will not stay away no matter how much they want me to when they inevitably break you and you will once more run frantically to me with no other hopes left in the suddenly cold and dark world, I will accept you. For I know that no matter how many others there are, I am the one in your bed at home, and so at the end of your play, I will be the one you turn to when all else falls through your grasp like water in the palms of your hands. That is my sweet and silent revenge against your others. They are not me, and can never have the place in your bed that I do, even if they think they have a solid place in your heart. 
I get my revenge in knowing that you simply lust for them, but you truly need me. So for now, I will allow you to gaze past me and pretend I'm someone else. I will rage quietly, and when your heart is broken, I will stand as that solitary reminder that I am the only one you need, and I am the only one you could ever hope to keep. A cat's memoir upon the getting of a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, um, basically that whole piece is just about how my cat, Tapioca, feels when I enter a relationship. Yeah, it's really got no deeper meaning other than that. I just thought I'd maybe wax poetic about how my cat feels. <laughs> it's a piece there. Um, but yeah, so I put that in the Boomsite Literary Magazine. It was published, I think, in their actual first paper form release, which is super cool. And uh, hey, if you would like to also be featured in the Boomsite Literary Magazine, which you totally should want to, I don't know why you wouldn't want to. It's an amazing opportunity for writers. You can email ivy at ivy at storyarkark.org. A little plug for that there. You can also work to be featured on my podcast, so I don't have to read my own work all the time. Come on, guys, submit work, you know? Don't you want to be featured on my podcast? It's everyone's dream. At least it should be. Anyway, that's all the time we got for today, so I thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoyed my piece. Once again, you can submit your own work to be featured in both the Boom site and on my podcast with Ivy. So go ahead and send stuff to her. She'll take whatever then boom, you get two great chances to be featured on two awesome platforms for young writers. So, hey, really no reason for you not to send in work, unless, I guess, you're not a writer or poet or artist. Uh, But that's okay. You know what? We've all got our own special talents, and you know what? I'm sure that if you're good at math, for example, I'm sure Ivy would love seeing your formulas and equations. That's what you do in math? Yes. Yeah, that's math. All right, I'll I'll leave you with that, But, but also... One more thing, you know, while you're emailing Ivy your math equations, you can email me questions that are not math related. Please, I don't want to answer any math questions. I'm not good at math. I I hope you understand. I mean, I can't speak for Ivy, of course, but for me personally, math is not a strong suit. So please, I beg you, don't send me any math questions. But if you have any other questions about anything else, literally send them to Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N at storyarkark.org, and I will be happy to answer them on Friday. I appreciate them gratefully, just like I appreciate you listening all the way to the end of this episode. So, so thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. This has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. Stay safe out there. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out.